Hi, is it doing it? Are we doing it? I'm doing it. Okay, so welcome. This is my first ever podcast. I'm very excited, if you can't tell. Very happy to be here. I guess we're going to call it the Tati Nutrition Podcast for now. And this is my official intro. Welcome to the Tati Nutrition Podcast. I got remedies from the great beyond. I got melodies for the vibe we are. I got remedies for the life of bodies. But you'll never like it. Yeah, they never like it. I got remedies from the great beyond. I got melodies for the vibe we are. I got remedies for the life of bodies. But you'll never like it. Yeah, they never like it. Boy, you know, I got the recipe. Give them some rap with a melody. I've wanted to do this for a while, but have not had the time, brain capacity, or anything else to start it, Uh, but right now feels like a good time. So on this first episode, we're going to talk about emotional eating and how to know if your eating is emotionally charged. Sometimes it can be hard to know if our eating is emotionally charged or how our eating is emotionally charged. So I'm just going to kind of go into that. Emotionally charged eating can impact us by way of overeating, undereating, or generally speaking, just any changes in our eating due to an imbalance in our emotions. Signs of emotional eating can be eating past fullness, feeling full, but not being able to stop eating, or feeling like you just need to keep eating and you're not really sure why. Another sign of emotional eating can be eating or choosing not to eat to find comfort or find relief from whatever emotions you might be feeling at the time. Eating or not eating when you feel especially triggered or are in a triggering environment or feeling shame surrounding eating or not eating. So emotional eating isn't just eating out of emotion or eating because of emotion. Emotional eating, it can also be eating and then feeling certain emotions after eating or not eating and feeling a certain type of way after not eating. So that is what emotional eating looks like in terms of warning signs, I guess you could say. So Once you identify whether you're an emotional eater or you have some emotional eating tendencies, it can be really hard to dissect and navigate that because you're eating due to emotion. So what it really comes down to is dealing with those emotions, which is an entire beast that is related to nutrition habits, but ultimately like has to be dealt with in the mental health realm. So emotional eating is hard to navigate in that regard, but it's important to understand that it's something you will get through, it's something you can get through, and it often opens the doors to healing in other ways. So uh, don't be scared to open that box. It can be a scary box to open, but it is so healing to do so. So a few ways you can start that process is to bring 
mindfulness practices to the table and bring mindfulness practices to your life. So for instance, a mindfulness practice that I bring to the table when I'm feeling especially stressed or triggered because I'll eat my food really fast when I'm feeling a certain type of way. So what I'll do is pick up, you know, like put a bite of food on my utensil and then put my utensil down and chew my food before I load up my utensil with more food. So instead of just mindlessly shoveling food into my mouth, I make it a point to put the food in my mouth and put my fork down, chew and wait a second, and then mindfully grab another bite to eat. Mindfulness practices outside of the dinner table could look like anything really I mean yoga meditation regular exercise knitting journaling whatever that looks like for you gardening like there's so many different mindfulness practices that you could incorporate in your life outside of nutrition that will help but ultimately mindfulness in general will kind of help remedy this a little bit so that's one way to do it obviously stress management and stress reduction is huge finding ways to reduce stress and reduce triggers so back to mindfulness practices exercise making sure you're sleeping enough self-care practices something as simple as taking a bath or finding five minutes before you go to work in the morning or go to bed at night to stretch or pray, whatever that looks like for you, just finding ways to reduce that stress, which like I said, when we're talking about emotional eating, we have to talk about the emotions and the things that are you know, charging these tendencies. So just finding ways to de-stress I almost said decompose isn't that disgusting <laughs> decompress and de-stress uh, will be important on that note too is identifying what emotions we're feeling getting in tune with those emotions I mean so often I feel like I can get into a habit of just being bothered generally or just being negative and not taking the time to understand why so I'll be pissy for like four days straight and then finally sit back and realize oh I'm having anxiety surrounding this or oh there's some fear surrounding this or oh I'm feeling sadness surrounding this and then from there I can you know navigate what's really going on so just taking time to identify what emotions are happening can help with this process. Again, like I have said throughout this podcast, it really boils down to working through those emotions, which is hard, but we can do hard things. And then my two favorites for managing anything in my life, emotional eating, anxiety, depression, literally anything if I'm having issues with my physical health my mental health whatever I take a look at exercise and sleep have I been moving my body intentionally and regularly have I been sleeping intentionally and regularly what does my sleep health look like 
when those two things are out of whack i swear i promise i feel like i'm on the verge of death like i feel like I am no longer a useful human. I feel like everything inside of me has crumbled. I have no structure. I have no foundation. I am the shell of what once was a vibrant living creature. I'm just a carcass if my sleep and my exercise are not hidden. So make sure that, like I said, with anything, if anything in your life is out of whack, look at your exercise and your sleep. But generally with building healthy habits surrounding nutrition, I find that when I'm tired, I'm more likely to crave hyperpalatable foods uh, as opposed to normally what I crave, which is fresh foods. And then two, when I'm exercising, I am less likely to have cravings, more likely to be mindful when I eat and I'm more likely to be motivated to choose healthier foods and I feel good about the whole process when I am moving my body intentionally and just something about that that I want to note too is like there's so much pressure when we think about exercise to go balls to the walls and that's totally not the truth like your intentional movement can be a walk or yoga or a workout in your living room from youtube or going to your favorite gym or studio playing soccer with your kids whatever as long as it's intentional exercise intentional movement it counts so if you're listening to this and you're someone who doesn't currently have an exercise practice and that's something that kind of makes you nervous or gives you anxiety because you feel like it has to be all these things uh it doesn't it does not it can be whatever you want it to be, however you want it to look, as long as it makes you feel good. So yeah, that's all the things that I have to say. And I'm so excited that I just said them in this format. I'm so happy to be here and I look forward to sharing more in this capacity. So thanks so much for listening and I will catch you next time. Get on my door like bye bye bye. Tell them no they gotta go like bye bye bye.